I'll give you a word. How about this? Yeah. Envelope. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one. I signed up for the USPS like informed delivery recently. Oh yeah, which is is super neat. I I don't know why I had never done that before, but yeah, you literally get like pictures of your mail to be expected. Yeah, it's great. It's so convenient. We should save that thing and make sure and fire the people in charge of it and make sure it lives forever. <laughs> Hold on one second. Hey, welcome to the Overtalking Podcast with your hosts, Ken and CJ. Say hi, CJ. Hi, CJ. This is the show where we talk over TV shows and movies as chosen by our guests, but no guests this week. We're pretty notoriously bad with checking our voicemails, emails, all the mails. All the mails. All the mails. Uh, maybe that should be, that's a good title for this episode. All, <laughs> all, all the, the mails. mails. Um, so yeah, so, uh, this episode we're going to go through and just, uh, catch up on that. Yeah. It's just the boys. Just the boys this week. Um, yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta loop back. How did you sign up for that mail thing? Cause I signed up for it when we moved like three years ago and like a year ago I stopped receiving them and I don't know why. Huh. I, interesting. I, I wonder if it's something you have to like renew or something, but that seems odd. It was yeah, super easy. Right? You you go to their website, create an account, and then the way they verify that it's actually like you is they one option is they will literally mail you a security code kind of thing. So but like a two factor authentication thing. That's gonna take like three to four weeks at, at this point, right? It it, it was actually pretty fast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was it? It was decently fast. If it's yeah. directly from them, it's okay. But if it's from right. anyone else, it's uh, an extra <laughs> yeah. two weeks built in now. Exactly. That's great. Yeah, recommend it. It's pretty neat. Cool. Yeah, I got to get back on that. That was It was nice when I had it because I would like wake up and see like, oh, this is coming today. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because I don't like ever check our mailbox re- otherwise. <laughs> Just in general, you're bad at checking mail, not just the podcast. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's yes. <laughs> just all around. Yeah. So we're going to knock them all out in this episode. Cool. So yeah. I've got I've got an easy one. I figured we'd ease into this, start with a pretty, pretty simple one. Okay. And a lot of these people, I'm, I'm just going to not include people's names because they if they didn't sign with their name, I don't want to like assume what their name is based on their email address. And texting wise, some people just... Never say who it is, and that's fine. I respect people's privacy. Yeah, yeah, we definitely respect people's privacy. We definitely don't read full emails on the show ever. <laughs> Other uh, than Charlene's. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I thought I'd start with a, a pretty easy one. It's just a, uh, this is a text that just says, what have you guys been watching lately? I'm looking for recommendations. Okay. Do you, do you want to go first? Should I go first? Uh, yeah, I can start off. Okay. Um, yeah, it feels like we only get into this on our end of year episodes. So I, I kind of like this, since we've definitely been watching stuff after those end-of-year episodes. Yeah. So I've got my, my typical trifecta. I've got a TV show, a movie, and a comedy stand-up special. Okay. So TV show. I Before I get into this, I want to say, yes, I know. I'm very behind on this. I finally have c- come around to watching it. It is Dairy Girls on Netflix. Oh, I haven't seen it. But I have seen the Great British Baking Show episode where the Dairy Girls were on it. Gotcha. That's my full that, exposure to it. <laughs> I don't think I've watched that one, but now we should watch that one now that I know who they are and all that stuff. <laughs> it is a very, very funny show. Highly recommend it. I know okay. people, a lot of people already know this. I'm not saying anything new, but I finally got around to watching it. Uh, knocked out both seasons in like a few days because it's very like bingeable and, and funny. Sweet. What, um, 
like general synopsis because i i just know it's some irish girls and that's like yes it's uh yeah they're all irish except for one british boy so it's um they go to like a catholic private school and so like the the type of school you wear uniforms all that stuff and it's just like teenagers getting into hijinks it's very silly okay and then um I've got the movie. This is this movie is exactly what I've been looking for lately. Like a nice, silly wait, wait, wait. comedy. We got to we got to back up. Scale one to ten. What would you rate Dairy Girls for you? Oh, good question. I. It's got to be. It's probably like an eight or something like that. Okay. I really enjoyed it. That's pretty it's, good. It's fun. There was. There's this one scene in particular I'm remembering. I think from season two where I was like crying, laughing. It was really funny. <laughs> Damn. Awesome. Yeah. Where where I'd do you watch it, it? Netflix. Netflix? Okay. Yeah. I gotta check that Two out. seasons. How many episodes per season? I uh I think they're pretty short, like six or eight. I can't remember. Oh, that is short. Yeah. That's so yeah, like I said, very, very bingeable. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a good it's a good silly quarantine show, I think. Alright. Cool. Alright, I'll let you move on now. <laughs> no, don't worry. <laughs> All right, yeah, the movie, uh, this is what I've been looking for, which, by the way, listeners, please, if you have any comedy recommendations, I am all ears. I am uh, constantly asking people for recommendations. Please let me know. This is uh, Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar with Kristen oh Wiig and Annie Mamulo. <laughs> Did you watch it? No, but it looks real bad. It no, looks, it's... It looks like the worst thing. No, no, no. It is very good. Okay. It's it's very funny. There's even a couple songs, uh, which I'm you know not typically a fan of musical, but these are they. You can tell they're they're songs where they're in on the joke. Like they get that this is a ridiculous song. So what do you mean by songs? Like, do they break out into song like during yeah. the scene? Oh my well, god! It's CJ. This yeah, sounds well, really bad. <laughs> there's there's only a couple. There's there's one one song where they arrive at this hotel and it's kind of like the hotel staff introducing them to the fancy hotel that they're at. Okay. And then the other song is sort of like a heartbreak song from the sort of ma- uh from the main male protagonist g- guy who is strolling around on the beach and singing this like ballad which is it, you can tell it's it, the lyrics are very silly like they're okay. it's not a serious song highly recommend that movie that's that's also probably like in eight or eight and a half i really enjoyed it okay Kristen wig plays two characters in it as well Jeez, of course she does <laughs> she plays one of the main uh stars and then also the villain oh my god <laughs> i mean this it, it's i mean i'll give it a try it sounds like just the worst but no it's it's gotta be good right if they went all out like that exactly it is the characters are very like their personalities are very funny they're very charming who else is in it uh annie i'm not sure how to pronounce her last name mumolo m-u-m-o-l-o they they like wrote in they're the two main characters and wrote it together uh okay but it's it's like a cast of a, a few people. It's mainly just like them and the the villain and the male like protagonist kind of love interest. Okay. If anybody's been looking for like a nice silly movie like I have in the pandemic, this is this is it. Where'd you watch it? You just gotta like pick a streaming platform to buy it from. Okay. It's not. A, I don't think it's on like a, a Netflix or Hulu type of thing. 
you just gotta pick a streaming platform. Yeah, and Ken is using air quotes. Air quotes. Yes, so I that definitely come through picked a, a streaming platform. <laughs> gotcha. Cool. And then uh, scale of one to ten, what would you rate it for you? That's that's at least another eight, eight and a half. Maybe yeah, maybe even an eight and a half. It, it was. I probably enjoyed it more because it was exactly what I was looking for. It was like, yes, this fits my criteria and what I I, I just wanted something silly, and this was it. Cool. And then uh, stand-up special, it's called Horn Dog. It's on HBO Max. It's um, Rose Matafeo, who I was first introduced because she is a contestant on Series 9 of Taskmaster. Of course. <laughs> uh, which, Ken, by the way, if you still haven't watched Taskmaster... I still Master, have not watched You Taskmaster. really, really... Literally, like, a- a- after we, I recommended that show at the e- end of your episode, I've gotten texts from people that have <laughs> said, like, I started watching it. I'm on season six already. Like I, I don't doubt that I would love it because it sounds awesome. It I sounds just haven't gotten to it. I think it's very up your alley. I think you'll really dig it. It's just it's very silly. It's similar vibe to like impractical jokers, where it's just people yeah. doing silly things. Yeah, I gotta get on that. Horn Dog is easily one of the best endings of any special I've ever seen. I was like I at the end of it I was just like, wow, that was an amazing ending to all of this. Also funny throughout, she's very high energy. I think she's in her late 20s, so there's like dating stuff in there. Yeah, HBO Max, highly recommend it. Very funny. Cool. Uh, scale of 1 to 10. That one, yeah, that's, I know I keep saying 8s, but like these were all stuff I really enjoyed. I think, yeah, I think that's at least an 8. Maybe I'll do an 8.2 for that one. And that's the best ending to a comedy special you've ever seen, and it only gets an eight point two. Yeah, because there were, yeah, there were some some sort of dips throughout where which, okay. but they were stuff like that. I think are necessary, right? Because you're you're telling a story essentially, and so you sort of need some context. And they're not; it can't just be like joke, 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 joke. You, you there has to be setups and and stuff like that. So there there was kind of some dips, but. The ending was, it, it even felt like it had multiple endings. Like you thought that the special was going to end and then she comes back out on stage and then more, I don't want to give it away, but more stuff happens. So it was like three endings in one and it wrapped up like so perfectly. It was great. Cool. How about you? What have you been watching lately? All right. Uh, I'll just do, I'll do two shows and a movie. So let me knock out the shows first. So Mick and I watched... Uh, Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel, which is oh, a, right. it's a docu-series right? on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. And if, if anyone knows the Elisa Lam kind of viral video that went around a, a couple of years ago where she is, she was a Canadian girl who traveled to San Francisco and uh, stayed at the Cecil Hotel, which is like a notoriously like bad hotel. Like it, mm-hmm. it's on Skid Row uh, like multiple serial killers have like taken up residence there. And her last known video is her standing in an empty elevator, pressing random buttons, moving around kind of weirdly. The door never closes while she's in the elevator, even though she's pressed buttons. Yeah. She's like looking around, clearly expecting somebody to like follow yeah. her into it. Yeah. It almost looks like she's hiding, but then she steps out and looks like she's talking to someone and that's the last known video of her before well, I don't want to give too much away, but that's the last known video of her. And it's people are like dissecting it online. 
and it's it's pretty short. It's only four episodes, I think, three or four. Um, Hour long each. Yeah, a little less. Yeah, ish. Um, if you like, you know, docudramas, this is definitely a really cool one because they show the whole video in its entirety at one point and like break it down. And I had never seen it before, uh, and it was it was pretty cool. I liked it a lot. I um, yeah, I'm not one to usually keep up with that stuff, but I do remember that video like going around the internet. Yeah, because when it's, it like first yeah happened or whatever. It's so creepy. <laughs> it's yeah, just a genuinely creepy video, even though it was like released by the police to like try to get any information they could about her disappearance. But, uh, it's, it's like low quality, black and white, just really eerie. High recommend for me. Yeah. Sounds pretty up your alley. For sure. Uh, Netflix. And for me, I would give it a (laughs) 8.2. Okay. (laughs) Handholding club. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll dive into that together. The other TV show uh, I was watching just this past weekend, uh, I just got a subscription to, uh, what is it called? CBS All Access. Oh, yeah. Because it's about to morph into Paramount Plus, which is going to have a bunch of more stuff on it. Oh, I've heard of Paramount Plus. I didn't know that's what, like, I didn't know that it was turning into that. Yeah, it's like the Pokemon evolution to the next level (laughs) is Paramount Plus. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, there, there's some awesome stuff coming out of Paramount Plus that I'm sure you don't care about, but they, they're having a challenge spinoff thing where they're having back like all of the OG cast members on it, mm. and that's going to be pretty cool. They're having a new season of Road Rules on that, which should be interesting. Uh, new Rugrats. Oh, that, wow. That one's what? pretty cool. New uh, Sponge, uh, prequel SpongeBob series. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Avatar is getting its own studio so the people who made avatar and cora are getting yeah. avatar studios and they're going to be making movies like theater movies and a new series and a bunch of new stuff um dang yeah and there's a bunch of other stuff of too but yeah so i got it in preparation for that because i think if you you get half off of a subscription if you buy it before it becomes paramount plus um, so, which I think is before March 4th, which should be pretty close to when this is being released or the day of. So, uh, <laughs> get on that. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so they also, so since they have a bunch of MTV stuff on there, they have almost every single real world season. Gotcha. Uh, so I, I watched the first season of the real world, which wasn't the real world colon anything. It was just the real world and they're mm-hmm. in New York, uh, and it's barely watchable, because <laughs> uh, it's it's like the very first reality show, basically. Um, it like launched That's reality shows as we know it today. Yeah. Oh wow. It's I don't know. The editing's real weird. Like they definitely haven't figured out the formula that it actually is today. So it, the interviews are strange. It's hmm. weird overall, but it's just really interesting because they they touch on topics that are like still extremely relevant today, like race and gender oh and interesting the, the like arguments that happen on the show i understand why the show was so important because it's the like the race arguments that happen are just like so i don't know true and visceral it was like the very first time that people were able to talk about this kind of stuff just so freely and, and like kind of 
basically unedited format uh, hmm. to an extremely wide audience. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it was just really cool just just seeing h- how that kind of unfolded in the beginning and. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'd recommend it just because it's it's like kind of hard to get through, but uh, the content, it, some of the content at least, is uh, is actually really relevant and good. Hmm. But also, I specifically watched that season because on Paramount Plus they are having back the entire original cast of the Real World moving into the same place that they lived thirty years ago. Oh, uh, and they're taping a new season with the same cast, which will be interesting because I bet they haven't seen each other in quite a while. Dang. Um, whew, that was a long one. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm going to give it like a four because it's really hard to watch, but <laughs> gotcha. still still pretty important. And then, uh, okay, so I watch a lot of horror movies and the vast majority of them are real bad. Um, <laughs> like I watched, I watched one this morning called Safer at Home which this isn't the movie I'm recommending, but it was, I'm just giving you an example of a bad movie, but uh, it was like host, like where everyone's on a, a zoom chat. Oh yeah. Okay. But like way poorly paced, like oh, they, they all take drugs and someone gets hurt and someone is like on the run from the police for a large majority of the movie. So a lot of it is just someone holding their phone out in front of them, running from the police as if they were to actually do that. If they were in that kind of position, like they wouldn't put the phone down. Right, yeah. It was bad. Anyway, but <laughs> the movie that is good uh, is a movie called St. Maud. Uh, I've been recommending to a couple of people. It is an A24 movie. Nice. Quick synopsis. Uh, a, a girl is... is uh, wow, I'm not doing a good job of this. A, <laughs> a girl is basically a hospice worker who is like a, a live-in hospice worker with terminally ill patients and Mm -hmm. she goes to this one woman's house and we kind of learn about her backstory and her relationship with with god and we kind of slowly get revealed pieces of her past and it makes us kind of question what's actually going on i really can't reveal too much because it'll give away at all but uh what i can say is the ending is one of the most terrifying single seconds uh that i've ever seen interesting wow yeah the, the, there's like one flash at the ending and it is like it's stuck it's stuck with me and it's really good um, dang and that's saying something since you've seen so many that this one stuck out more than most yeah absolutely you can watch this on i think it's epics i don't or you can probably purchase it other places gotcha uh, air quotes wink 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 <laughs> yeah uh but definitely check it out if you get a chance because this is definitely one of the best ones i've seen since I think I re- recommended The Dark and the Wicked on the end of the year show. I can't remember if I did or not, but that was another really good one. The, basically, these two are the only really good movies I've seen <laughs> in the horror <laughs> right. genre in quite a while. Um, St. Maud, like a nine. Like Dang. Really good. Yeah. Uh, all right. I recommend. And funny enough, I mean, I should have had a feeling that movies you would recommend would be horror ones, but uh, this next question kind of delves into that. Okay. So uh, just to give context before I get into the actual question, you often talk about the the Music Box uh, Horror Marathon, um, other horror marathons you've talked about, so this is in regards to those. Okay. This listener writes, what is the point of a movie marathon? Do you actually get something out of it that you can't watching them individually? (laughs) (laughs) That's a great question. Now, should I joke answer that or should I like real answer that? <laughs> you can answer it however you'd like. 
joke answer is uh well you're gonna be asleep for half of them anyway so it doesn't really matter um <laughs> real answer is like it's the experience right like you're you're the fact that you're seeing it with a bunch of people in a theater a is like awesome but b the fact that you're in it for the long haul with a bunch of people who are also in it for the long haul it, it's it is just like yeah an experience of of getting through it even <laughs> if you can barely remember the like last three movies because you're so <laughs> sleep deprived um i don't know i i really enjoy like strategizing out how i'm going to get through it like i'll look at the lineup and, and pick one movie that i'm like okay i don't care about this one i'm going to try to sleep through this one at least to get some some z's in um i don't know it's it's fun it's it's like a game for me just to try to get through it yeah i mean there there definitely is something to be said about yeah being being in that theater with a bunch of other people who are doing the same thing i think mm-hmm. that's what it is just absolutely. like yeah seeing a movie in theaters is way different than like watching it at home yeah absolutely i i tried to like do my own little movie marathon just by myself uh during quarantine mm-hmm. uh, just to try to recapture some of that experience some that, that i was missing that year uh not the same there's like zero motivation to get through it because i didn't um yeah it's yeah because you're at home you can just be like well i'm just gonna like take a nap or something i don't have to do this it's way harder to stay awake because yeah you can you're not locked into your chair and -hmm. you're not also like guilted into staying awake by like 500 other people around you (laughs) um so yeah yeah exactly you're in like a lazy boy uh i don't know it's definitely not the same so i i just say to anyone who's even remotely interested if if that's something that you thought you might want to check out even if you don't plan on going for the whole time like try to try to go to to one of these movie marathons even for like a little bit because it's it is like a a really fun experience and get to see some movies you probably wouldn't have seen otherwise yeah Um, or i imagine even have heard of otherwise yeah i've discovered so many horror movies through these that i I, yeah, exactly. Probably wouldn't have heard about uh, for for better or for worse. I mean, that's how I found out about uh, Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder. Right. That, that was a real gem, and I, there's no way I would have heard about that any other way. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It seems it seems fun to a certain extent, <laughs> like uh, the whole sleep deprivation and trying to like nap in those uncomfortable chairs doesn't yeah. seem like a ton of fun. But yeah, no, that I, part's I not fun. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a struggle. I don't know. All right, since that one uh, question was more uh, aimed yeah. at you, I've got one for myself. Okay. Uh, dear CJ, you watch so many comedy fil- films. Why aren't you funny? <laughs> it's a great wow. question. Wow, coming in hot. <laughs> How do we delete someone as a subscriber? Uh, <laughs> is that possible? Yeah, I'll have to check our settings, or maybe okay. that's another paid tier we have to up our... <laughs> Um, great question. I mean, I ask myself that a lot. Uh, <laughs> not really sure how to answer that. I'll, I'll work on that. How about that? That's my uh, New Year's resolution. I will work on that, listener. Um, maybe next year it'll be better. Hey, listener, how about you step off, all right? It's not <laughs> easy you, doing this show, okay? <laughs> Thank you, Ken, coming to my aid. <laughs> Thank you, CJ, for being uh, less funny so that I can shine <laughs> Yeah, make you know, look better. I know you're holding back. So thank you. That's right. <laughs> I am to please. Yeah. All right. The, another one for you. Okay. Oh, okay. Dear Ken, who hurt you? What are you looking for when you watch horror films? Is it closure? <laughs> immunity from the unknown? Have you been dead the entire time? <laughs> um. Wow. So many questions. Mm-hmm. Um, feel free to take them one by one. 
Yeah. First question, who hurt me? Uh, so many exes. Just <laughs> uh, the pain. Uh, second question, what was it? It was. Uh, what are you looking for when you watch horror films? Okay. So t- it's twofold. Um, and I recently learned how to explain this when our CEO asked me the same question <laughs> at our company. Um, oh, wow. And I like bumbled around the answer. But the first part is it's it's the exhilaration of being scared. It's like people who want to go skydiving. It's like not the same because it's way safer. But yeah, it's the adrenaline rush of of watching something you're not expecting. And then to piggyback off that, it, it is the thing of watching something you're not expecting. It's like it's like a mystery. Every movie is a mystery because you don't know what's going to happen. And I, I don't know. I, I kind of like that. I like trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, I like being wrong most of the time because I'm bad at guessing, <laughs> and uh, which makes it better because then I'm surprised every time. So, yeah, that's that's it for me. It's it's not gore. I don't like gore. Mm-hmm. I don't like some of the more sensitive subjects that pop up in these. I actively avoid that kind of stuff. But yeah, I like having that said. I like saw a lot because it it is those are like legit puzzles of like yeah. figuring out how to get out of stuff. And yeah, I don't know. It, that's that's kind of it for me. Okay, so that does that answer the last question of have you been dead the entire time? Oh, have I been dead the entire time? Uh, I guess you'll have to watch the sequel to find out. <laughs> All right, stay um, tuned, listener. There was another part of that, though, that was to like immunize yourself from... The unknown. From the unknown. That's definitely true. I read an article recently that people who watch horror are more prepared for uh, catastrophes. Interesting. Or like, or like personal uh, catastrophes or, or, any, or like death or anything because they... Have I don't know if it's necessarily become numb to it, but have known how to deal with it more from watching it and or having past experience, quote unquote, with it. Yeah, in horror movies. you've experienced those feelings and emotions already. Right. It's like watching training videos for yeah the worst parts of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. All right. All right. So you're spending your free time watching uh, horror training videos. Got it. That's it. Yeah. Do we got another okay. one for you? No, this one I think. All right. This next one was a text. From Emily from Chicago, can you get more milk? We're out. Oh, all right. I see. So what, that's, that's I see your, what happened there. That's your Emily. That's, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> that's all right. That's, she sent that to the wrong number, I think. All yeah, that right, one's we'll not on to the, the right number. We'll move on to the next I, one. I was confused when I got that too. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So this one is. This is a two questions. First question: What was your first car? A Hyundai Santa. Well, I mean, aside from my mom's car, uh, yeah, a Hyundai Santa Fe. What year? Two thousand three. 2003 okay yeah. mine was Solar. a 1996 toyota tercel that's a right. glorified go-kart essentially i remember you like dr- dr- oh god i remember being very scared anytime you would drive me in your car because you would drive <laughs> with like your knee and i think you like pulled the e-brake at one point when it was snowy and oh yeah and i was like oh my god i'm gonna i die. had a ton of fun with that e-brake yeah <laughs> and super tiny thin tires so yeah very yeah not i did not have uh anti-lock brakes the abs i yeah did not have four-wheel drive that was yeah a lot of fun sliding around <laughs> all right and then the second question what is your mom's maiden name oh all right oh, hmm. i see what they're going yeah. okay listeners try not to steal our identity <laughs> that's not what this is for God. i see what you're getting at name i'm going to abstain first pet yeah nah, nah. first pet one. smoky and or stubby and or the bandit yeah, you got to figure out which one of which of those names are which of our pets. That's right. And I think that's it. Damn, we got through them. 
Yeah. That was pretty good. What's yeah. um what else do you gotta do you gotta share? I got a couple more other things I just wanna like get out in the world. Oh please. So I've been playing video games a lot more recently too. Mm-hmm. Um, as I think all of us have. Yes. I played a well actually I think both of us are playing a game right now called Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I, I played it once before and now I'm replaying with Meg. Um it's a co op game up to four people, local co op. Mm-hmm. And you like drive around in a spaceship and uh, just shoot stuff. But like you run around within the spaceship to run to different terminals. So you can like trade off who's driving and who's shooting and who's operating the shield. And it's very cutesy and colorful. And yeah, it's it's a good co-op, I think. Yeah, I've been I've been digging it. It's cool. You can like you slowly get to choose what parts of the ship you want to upgrade based on like what achievements and stuff and you're you're saving these cute little bunnies most of the time yeah. that like unlock heart shaped portals and yeah it's very yeah it's very cute yeah it, it doesn't really have anything to do with romance other than there's hearts everywhere and i think mm-hmm. lovers stands for something yeah i, I think know. you're right yeah some sort of like yeah lo- lover energy is what you're trying to save or yeah, uh, yeah i don't know but it's been fun yeah it's a it's a good one i don't think it's too long either I think we played through like a fourth of it in one sitting. Have you finished it yet? Or are you, are you still going through it? No, we're only on like, yeah, we've only on level two or three or pretty early on still. Okay. Yeah, that's been a fun one. I also played Donut. It's either county or country. I probably should have written that down. I think it's county. Ah, uh, yes. I'm familiar with that. It's like a whole IO if, you, if you've ever played that. But yeah, you just operate a little hole and it slowly grows the more stuff you like drop into it yeah like swallow essentially yeah yeah it's a hole in the ground and you move the hole in the ground around under stuff so that it falls into it and it grows and it's a really quick game too i think i beat it in like an hour and a half Um, but that's another kind of cutesy funny one not not as cutesy as lovers in a dangerous space time but funny i don't know it doesn't make a whole lot of sense but it's it's a fun quick game if you're looking for something to knock out on I, i think i play that on xbox but i think that's also on the switch gotcha and then the big game I'm playing through right now is Control. I don't know that, that one. That I was a, so. it was a big game last year, I think. It's it's by the same guy who made Alan Wake and Quantum also Break. I don't know that one. They're they're two um, kind of like sci-fi. E Alan Wake's a little more horror e uh, games. Alan Wake is a super old game from like the early 2000s, and they're all in a connected universe and control is the one, the latest one that kind of ties them all together, which is kind of hmm. fun. So yeah, they're not directly connected except for one expansion pack in control includes, I think Alan Wake in it. I haven't gotten that far. Anyway, this is too much information for someone who has never even heard about it, but uh, <laughs> it's a fun game so far. It's really cool. And they just came out with an enhanced version for the Xbox series X. Uh, so you get that good graphics yeah, I'd recommend that. Haven't played too much of that one either, but getting through it. I have reverted to childhood video games where I am playing Age of Empires 2, which nice. I think came out in like 1998 or something like that. That's great. Uh, but they came out with like a definitive edition, so it's got like updated graphics a bit and made certain things a bit more easier so you don't have to have so many like manual tasks throughout it. Also, if any listeners out there have played any fun tower defense video games, I'm looking for recommendations for that. I love tower defense type games. I'm a big fan of the balloons ones. Yes, that's the one I was going to talk about. I haven't played them forever, but I remember loving that one. Yeah, I've been playing balloons 
tower defense six on my like tablet. I also dove into there's an Adventure Time Balloons game. Oh, and so it's got like a high budget. It looks like because it's all the Adventure Time style cartoons, but in that type of game, still like tower defense, but with Adventure Time characters cool. instead of just monkeys. That's awesome. Yeah, that one's been pretty fun. Something else I was watching. Do you know David Lynch? Yes. Yes, the guy, the guy who made Twin Peaks. He. <laughs> Have you ever checked out his YouTube channel? No, I did not know he had one of those. Every day he does a weather report, where really? which just consists him basically looking out the window and describing what he sees that morning. And it's <laughs> That's like awesome. It's like one minute he wears the same thing every day, and it's it's him doing a quick update on the weather. Um, and then also in a separate video, every single day he pulls a number out of a bucket. And tells you today's lucky number. <laughs> he says the exact same thing in the exact same way every single day, just with a different number that he pulls out of the bucket. It's trippy and That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. That, yeah, I might have to do, yeah, I think I'm going to get into that and check that every day. Yeah, that for fun. sure. I mean, it's, it's like LA's weather, so it's not relevant to us at all, but it's still just like so funny. I don't know. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's all I've got. The, those are the big things that I've been uh, checking out lately. Well, listeners, uh, as a reminder, if you'd like to text us or call us, if you call us, it goes straight to voicemail. Don't worry, you don't have to worry about talking to us. We literally, there's not an option for us to answer them. It's mm-hmm. USA Cat one five nine one, or it's in the show notes. You can email us at overtalkingpod at gmail dot com. Should we keep doing this? Let us know. Maybe maybe this is a reoccurring thing where we we just knock out a bunch of questions every now and then. Yeah, and the only way to let us know is uh, email us, send us something. Yeah, keep keep them coming. This was good. I liked this, uh, and then we don't need to book a guest too. Which is yeah, exactly like the best makes part. it way easier. <laughs> <laughs> Can just like wake up, have some coffee, and come right. do this. The content nope. is pre-planned. It's great. Yes, <laughs> less work for us. Yeah. Cool. Uh, oh no, it's like they sense it. You know, it's the tone in your voice. The the overtalking overlords have have arrived of course for for new listeners weird episode to jump in on yeah just in general but also uh the overtalking overlords are our ghastly otherworldly landlords who look like dementors kind of who at the end of every episode approach me to remind me to remind you if you like the show please go on itunes and rate in a special review Reviews are what help people find this podcast. Also, we spend any money in advertising. So if you'd like the show, please tell a friend and spread the word. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, and send us more questions. This was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like you get sort of the, you have to deal with the overlords now that I'm not in the studio with you doing these remote records. Yeah. And what's weird is they, like more are showing up now. Like it used oh. to be like one. Mm-hmm. And it was just us. But now it's, I don't know why there's more. It doesn't make Interesting. any sense. Yeah. I wonder if they're a trainee and they, you know, they have oh. to just like, yeah. They're probably trying to get someone prepped to like go over to your new studio and Uh-oh. like join you. You haven't told them where I am, right? Uh, oh, no. Okay. I'm going to have to deal with that soon. Listen, Maybe they we have, should have the overlords on one of these days. We should. They have access to all the paperwork is the thing. So they. Oh, yeah, you're right. They file yeah. the taxes for the podcast. Yeah, I did sign. Yeah, it's probably got my info from the contract. Yeah, our taxes Dang are pretty it. easy though from the from the no money that we make on this. But. <laughs> yeah, very hard. <laughs> yeah, very easy to file our income tax of yeah. zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Bye. Bye. This episode of the Overtalking Podcast was edited and produced by Ken and CJ. Music by Justin Peters, logo by Nate Richards. Check out Nate's work on Instagram at Nate Richards Designs.